Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Welcome to this edition of Conversations with Chris. I'm your host, Christian T. Howell Sr., and I am absolutely excited that you've decided to take a few minutes out of your busy schedule and communicate with me as I dialogue with you in this brand new series, this brand new episode, and our brand new year of this conversation. I promise you, as usual, that this will be intriguing, this will be challenging, but this will also be transformational in nature. You don't want to miss one single episode of this series. Listen, I thank you for taking your time out, for really encouraging us, for working with us, for sending your questions, comments, and for helping us hit our milestones. But as we begin, you know the routine. Make sure you download, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this set. Share with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers, your enemies, and your haters because we are in the process of transformation by having real and relevant conversations. Listen, this new series, we're going to talk about saved but free. Saved but free. And this is going to have multifaceted um, um, angles and avenues we're going to approach this. But let's start for the sake of time, just making sure we understand the basics of being saved. So to be saved, as we usually know it, means to be rescued from harm, from danger, from, from, from imminent or impending calamity. It's, it's to be snatched out of something. But in a greater context, I want you to consider that we are saved from something, but we're saved to something. Let me say that again. We are saved from something, and we're saved to something. So it's not enough to say that we're saved from sin, but we're saved to uh, Jesus Christ. We're saved to to be rescued. We we we're not just uh, salvation is not just arbitrarily the rescuing. Uh, from one thing because you don't really feel saved and aren't saved if you're rescued from a frying pan, a heated frying pan, to a pot of boiling water. You've not been rescued. So it's not enough to say we're rescued from something. We have to be rescued from something and delivered to something else. A better condition, a better quality a better state of being. And so salvation is always two prongs. Make sure you understand this as we move forward. That salvation is being rescued from and, and rescued or delivered to. We're going to get into more of that as we go into this topic throughout the different episodes. But today, I want to make sure that this 
episode kind of intrigues you and really gets you to start thinking on a deeper level. I want you to begin to press in and really see uh, God for who he is and what we really have at our disposal. When we talk about being saved, we're talking about usually in our religious context, being delivered from the penalty of sin, being rescued from hell in the afterlife. You know, uh, we we don't really fully equate the full definition of soteria, which is the Greek word for salvation, from being delivered from sickness, from, from, from death, from the penalty of sin, from poverty. But in its true context, all of that is included in soteria. But there is a growing trend in our modern church culture that we are saved and now that we are free. And that is true, but that is true to an extent. Hear me. It's true, but it's true to an extent. We are saved, but we are free, but are we really free? There are degrees of freedom, but I want you to consider Just go with me and consider the passages of Scripture that we're going to explore so that you understand that your freedom has limitations. There are healthy boundaries on your freedom. So when you're saved, you're not given a license to do whatever you want to do. You're not given a a get-out-of-jail card and still not have rules, regulations, or the word I'd like to use today there are standards in our salvation. There are standards um, that must that apply to all people who have been saved uh, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go with me just for a minute. Um, um, a very familiar passage of scripture. I'll start off with is First Peter chapter two verse sixteen. First Peter chapter two verse sixteen. Peter is talking and he writes. Um, And from the King James Version, he says, as free, but not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. Now, let me read it from a modern translation, just for those who said, let me make this make sense to me. Okay, so we got to communicate back and forth. You ask questions, I'll give answers. A modern translation that NASB says, act as free people and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond service as God. The Amplified says it like this, live as free people, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover or pretext for evil, but use it and live as bond servants Wow, of God. What is Peter trying to tell us here? He's saying, listen, you have been freed. Whom the Son sets free really is free indeed. But you have been freed from uh, uh, the grips of evil, of darkness, of having Satan as a master. But Paul said, now that you are free from him, you should choose to become a bondservant. Notice a bond servant is a chosen slave. He's saying you, you, you're free, but in your freedom, you need to choose to become a slave to God. Because if not, in our freedom, we may believe that we have the right to do whatever we'd like to do 
kind of sort of this relative or relativism that's going on where I'm free. No one can tell me how to dress. No one can tell me how to talk. No one can tell me where to go, what to do, because God has set me free. But in your freedom, you should not use your freedom as a cloak or covering for evil. Now, let's look at that just for a minute. Freedom is not for the purpose of devising evil or enacting evil. Let me say that again. Our freedom should not produce evil actions, thoughts, or behaviors. They should not. Because in our freedom, we still choose to be a bond servant. We choose to come under the yoke of partnering with Jesus Christ. And so, while we're saved... We are free, but we've chosen to take on a yoke. Now, I know this is a play on words because you could say, I'm saved, but am I free? Or I'm saved and I am free. But both are applicable. And I want you to understand that there are standards to every uh, a facet of life or everywhere that we go, there's a standard for behavior. There's standards. Uh, if you take a new job, you get a code of ethics. You 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 sign up, and they tell you this is what we expect. We're not going to force you to take the job, but should you choose to take this job, then you have to abide and come under these principles or these standards in order for us to have a good relationship and for you to receive your benefits. Let me say that again. Meeting the standards is the gateway to receiving benefits. More about that later. But suffice it to say, if at your job you fail to keep all of the standards, you don't meet any of the standards, you will not receive your pay, your just reward. Your benefit package will be terminated, not because you were hired, but because you did not choose to meet the standards. You get it now. You, you, you accept this position, you accept because you believe that by taking this job or taking this position, you're going to receive something that's going to enhance your life, that's going to enable you to meet your needs, meet your goals in life. But in choosing that position and choosing to walk into that, you just cannot deny that there are standards that we have to meet. And so Peter tells that the believers... Live as people who are free. Yes, you're free from the law. You don't have to try to check every block in Christianity. You don't have to uh, be afraid of missing it. In other words, you're free to move around. You're free to explore. You're free to be all that God wants you to be. But don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. In other words, we can't say that God knows my heart because our hearts can be desperately evil or wicked, but it could deceive us. So we cannot say, um, in, in a very good way, we cannot say that, um, let me try to give you a better analogy, that I'm free, and so now I'm in a covenant relationship with my wife. I'm in a covenant relationship. I've chosen this. This covenant relationship was not forced on me. It was not um, no one put a gun to my head and made me get into this relationship. So I chose this relationship. But because I am free, that does not give me the right to break my covenant 
and, and violate my relationship with my wife. I cannot use my freedom as an excuse or as a, uh, or as a, uh, a defense for doing evil. It just does not work. They don't go hand in hand because freedom is not equated to lawlessness. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So he says, living as servants of God, a bond servants. So I'm free to serve God. I'm free. I have no restraints, no limitations. I'm free to be all that I can be and do all and have all that God wants me to because I've chosen to come up under him. No one forced me to. No one uh, made me. Uh, um, no one compa- I was compelled by the love of God. But I was freely made this choice. You know, um, when you have you ever been to a courtroom and, and the judge, someone makes a plea, they're going to plea out in a case. And one of the questions the judge always asks is, did you make this choice of your own free will? Do you really understand the consequences of this plea? You're entitled to a trial. You can go the full, the full length of it. But do you understand the choice you're making because what you're saying? And if you don't understand, the judge will not let you enter into a plea agreement because you are coming into agreement. I think you get the picture. I'll leave that alone. We choose to come into this. And so being saved gives me the right to choose. But I have to still make good and better choices. God will not make them for me. He will not force me to make them. But there is a standard for making good choices. Now listen. Paul picks this up in the in, in the book of Galatians chapter 5 around verse 13. Now in verse 1, we always love that scripture and that's one of my favorite scriptures. Paul tells the church at Galatia in Galatians 5 and 1, he says, Stand fast, therefore the liberty with Christ hath made you free. So Christ made me free. I am absolutely free. When I accept Jesus Christ, I am free of the to, to, to really serve God. I don't have to try to keep up all of the rules and the commandments. There is liberty in Christ. In other words... I'm free to pick out what clothes I wear. There's no there's no law against that. I, I'm free to determine where I go to eat at. Um, I'm free to determine where who I socialize with. I'm free to determine who I marry with. I, I'm free to determine um, um, what job I take or what school I go to. I have freedom now. I don't because according to the law, I could not marry certain people. I could not wear certain clothing. There were many rules and regulations that prohibited me from enjoying this life. And according to John 10, 10, he came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. So rules can restrict and limit, but he came to remove all of the religious rules so that I could experience this good God kind of life. He says, and be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. So there's a ch- there's a there's a chance that while after I'm free, I could go back into bondage again, but I have to choose to stay out of it. So I'm saved, but I'm free. But my free choices, O M G, 
my free choices determine whether I stay free or I get into bondage again. Let me say that one more time. My free choices determine whether I stay free or I fall back into bondage again. I'm free to choose who I'm in a relationship with. But if I don't choose wisely, I may become in bondage again. Did that make sense? I'm free to determine what car I buy. But if I don't choose wisely, I'm in bondage to debt again. And so we, our freedom gives us the right to choose. But there are standards to our choice. There are standards. So down in verse 13 of Galatians 5, he says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. You have been called. You There's, there's a sound that went out. And you were chosen to be free. Liberty. Only not use liberty for an occasion to the flesh. He says, in other words, in modern terminology, you have been set free. You have made a choice to serve Jesus Christ. And in that choice, you are free from the law and the penalty of the law. You are off limits to darkness and to Satan. You are no longer bound by any of it. But be careful, brother and sister. He said, be careful that you don't use it as an occasion to the flesh. What's an occasion to the flesh? What, 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 what are we talking about as an occasion to the flesh? I'm glad you asked me. Occasion to the flesh. It means I should not allow my freedom to give me permission to satisfy my fleshly nature or my sinful nature. Let me say that again. I'm free, but Paul says, in my freedom, I don't get a right to satisfy or gratify my sinful nature, my fleshly nature. I don't get a right to. In other words, I am not free, or Jesus Christ did not free me to be able to do anything and everything I want to do. I know that's a hard truth, but we have to believe and understand there are standards to Christianity. We are free. I'm telling you, you are correct. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed, but freedom is not lawlessness. Come on, let's just embrace that hard truth. Freedom is not lawlessness. Thank God for laws. You, When you get a driver's license, you are free to drive any vehicle that's within that class that you have been granted permission to. You understand they're class A, class C. You can drive a motorcycle, a, a, a 18-wheeler. You get different licenses, and when you get a license, you are free to travel in anything that that, that, that class grants you permission to. But just because you get a driver's license does not mean you can drive any in every vehicle. That's a violation of your freedom. Did you not know that's a violation of your freedom? Just because you get a driver's license does not mean you have a right to run stop signs or red lights. That's a violation of your freedom. Did you not know that just because you have a driver's license means you can speed through a school district or, or a crossing zone when people or pedestrians are in it? That's a violation of your freedom. And if you violate your freedom, then you go back into bondage. Did you catch that? 
If you violate the standards of your freedom, you go back into bondage. They put restrictions on your driver's license. That you, you may pay a fine or a penalty because you violated your freedom. And, and I'm telling you that as believers, we have to go back to the place of saying, I am free, but there are standards to my freedom. I accept responsibility. And the word I want to use today is being responsible. You are free, but you're responsible to maintain your freedom. You are saved. You have been rescued. You have been delivered, but it's your responsibility to maintain your freedom. How do you maintain your freedom? I'm glad you asked me. You maintain your freedom by making the right choices. Let me say that again. Making the right choices is the litmus test for maintaining your freedom. So now that you are saved, now that you have been delivered, now that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's your responsibility to make the right choices. We're going to get into this in many episodes, but even during the act of deliverance, which is a supernatural ministry, you can be delivered but you can easily fall back into bondage because of the wrong choices. So you're saved, but being saved puts standards on your freedom. So I want to pose to you. I want to tell you that you are saved and you are free. But I also want to question you and say you're saved, but are you free? Because determine how you have been making choices determines your answer to that question. You see, he said, let me make sure I read the rest of Galatians 5.13. Um, his, his words was, let me make sure this is clear. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. You've been called unto freedom. Only not use your liberty or your freedom for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. In other words, when you're free, here is what you should do. Your freedom produces something else. So you're saved, which makes you free, but that freedom produces something different. And this is how you start determining, am I, I am saved, but am I free? You, start, you can really start having a litmus test about, I am saved. Quay, are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? With the heart, man believes on the righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I have done that. If not, you should do that immediately. Do you hear me? You should do that immediately. But after you have been saved and accepted Jesus Christ, then the Bible says you become free. You may not know you're free, and you may still need some freedom. There are many podcasts on this topic, and we will go into the topic of freedom in the upcoming weeks. Just because you're saved does not mean you're free. Let me say that again. Just because you've accepted Jesus Christ does not mean that you're free. If it did, then Paul would have never told the church in Galatia at verse 1, to not be entangled with the yoke of bondage again. In other words, Paul said, you have been liberated, but you can put back on that bondage again. And so being saved 
is not an automatic precursor to being free. But they do go hand in hand. Because I'm saved, I have a right to be free. Did you understand the difference? Because I am saved, I have a right to be free. But I have a responsibility to meet the standards of my freedom. It's very simple. You have been given a get out of jail ticket. You've been given a right to get out of jail. You've been granted a full pardon, a full parole. Everything you've done before now has been totally wiped clean. Your slate has been forever clean. Your debt settled in full. You're let out of prison. But just because they let you out of prison does not mean you can go and commit murder again. It does not mean you can go and violate the law again and expect no penalty or punishment. I think you get it now. You're saved. And you're free. Or you're saved. Are you free? I want you to really stay with this topic because it is our endeavor as we partner with Holy Spirit to make sure that you're getting all the benefits of your salvation package. Freedom is your right. But freedom is also your responsibility. You cannot have the authority to be free without the responsibility of maintaining your freedom. Jesus Christ will set you free, but you have to maintain your freedom. You're saved now, but I want to make sure that you are free and that you don't use your liberty as an excuse to miss it. You're going to miss it. All of us are going to miss it at times. But I'm not using my freedom as an excuse to miss it. Well, listen, my friend. I pray that this conversation we're having is blessing you. I pray that it's challenging you. But I pray that it's provoking you to do some internal searching and begin to ask, have I been using my liberty as an excuse to freely miss it? Premeditated. Come on, that's a harsh word. But have I been premeditating my own sin unknowingly? Listen, I am asking you to stay with us as these episodes unfold. This is a new season. We are going into uncharted territory and we're going to begin to have relevant conversations that are going to unravel the, the things that we have been afraid to engage in and not freely communicating in our Christian arena. But this, my friend, is what will keep you saved and will give others the reason to be saved. When people really learn that God doesn't matter, uh, uh, he doesn't really care if you wear linen or leather. He's not really tripping over you wearing cotton uh, uh, or polyester. But he does have a standard of modesty, of holiness. He doesn't care about all the other things. But we still have to meet the standard that we get to enjoy the freedom of our salvation and receive all the benefits and blessings that go through with it. Listen, I am Christian T. Howard Sr. I'm your host this week for Conversations with Chris. I pray that you download, share this episode, and look forward to the next episode because we are going further into saved but free. We will talk to you on the next episode. God bless you. Thank you for listening 
to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christiantheowell.com for more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend, spread the word, tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory, and we'll see you next week. Take care.